When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334. The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, <laughs> nice to see you again this morning. <laughs> Same Late. shirt. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's different. I switched up. Switched uh, I'm the same, sir. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, guys, how how are we feeling? How are we feeling about this? Just kind of just kind of thoughts before we get into just reviewing the game and things we saw. How are we feeling? A few hours or several hours removed from from watching that game last night. Auburn Auburn won. That's always a good thing when Auburn wins. But just initial thoughts. Be will talk to me, man. As you're yawning, I know. Mm. How you feeling? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me. Um, I, I know. I know. Quarterback is going to be a process, and I still have a lot more trust in Hugh Freeze, especially after the post game comments. He just he's straight up. Hugh Freeze is straight up, and he talks. And operates like some like somebody who makes a lot of sense, and it was he's something that's refreshing because the last two coaches we had prior to him didn't go. Well, I thought we would do this because I've seen him make that play and practice a bunch of times. So why not call it for the dude who can do it? Hey, you know what? I was thinking that Ike's been saying that for the last two years. For every tall wide receiver we had 
when we get down to the red zone. Thank you. It, that gives me confidence. How Hearing Hugh Freeze talk about the team and what happened and what decisions were made, it gives me confidence going forward. Was it pretty yesterday? No. I don't think that's indicative of who we're going to be for the rest of the season. I think we have a destination to get to, and we're on the way. And I think it's going to be rough along the way. And we have to be patient with it. We have to be patient with it. But I'm, I'm not discouraged by the outcome. I'm not. Okay. All right. Talk to me, Mike. How you feeling, man? Uh, yeah, I just don't know that enough time has passed for my feelings to have changed about anything. Uh, it was a win, and wins are good. Uh, it felt like they still have a long way to go. And the jump that I was looking for between games one and games two, it felt like it happened at least mostly on defense, but on offense, it felt like they moved backwards. Um, so where does Hugh Freeze go from here, right? My general feeling is that they've got a lot to figure out. Um, and he's got to figure out running back rotations and quarterback rotations and, you know, uh, who are your primary ball catchers, right? I think it's pretty clear they should be trying to get the ball to Jay Fair and Rivaldo Fairweather at this point. But, you know, we have, there was a lot of hubbub about hooks. Um, again, they just they can't, you, they can't get the ball to playmakers, and they've got to figure out what they're doing on offense. Um, you know, we gave them the they're just trying to save things excuse, but you can't do that to the to the detriment of winning. Right. So uh, at some point they hit the, the panic button was hit last night and say, hey, if we don't get it together, we can lose this game. And it was such a winnable game. It would, like losing last night would have been so disappointing. You know, because of who Cal is. You know, and I'm not trying to sound disrespectful to them, but like this is a team Auburn should beat. I didn't see a ton of like, man, I mean, beside I only, I think we only really noticed him because he ran his mouth before the game. Who stood out from Cal other than their backup quarterback that you were just like, whoa, that's a ball player. Think about when you watch the broadcast, there were no real wild plays from them. It was not anything, man. It was just, it was, this would have been a disappointing loss. So, um, Dylan came on last night and said that this this season feel, feels very 2013-ish. Like, we started shaky, and then, you know, there was a loss somewhere in the middle of the season, and, you know, Auburn vaulted into the national championship. I'm not sure that's this squad, but I'll be interested to see what kind of development Hugh Freeze can continue to make on offense as the games pass, right, while trying to maintain winning. So uh, Texas A&M, to me, got a lot more interesting uh, I think it's going to be a lot better barometer for them than Cal to measure where they're at uh, in terms of the gap between them and the middle to top tiers of the SEC, right? After last night, I'm not even, like, the only reason I would put Auburn in the middle is, is because every there were a lot of other teams that just looked not good this week. Against weekend. much worse competition. Yeah, like, so I just, I mean, I would, it was... You know, it, it, the offensive play calling just left me a lot to be desired, right? And it was not – even though I know Cal is a better opponent than some other people played, they weren't good defensively. They just weren't. This wasn't a great team. It might have been better than some of the others, but they weren't a great team. I expected a lot more from them last night, so hopefully they can figure that out. All right, talk to me, man. Have you had some – have any more new thoughts? How you feeling? Yeah, um, 
A lot of what I felt last night, I still feel just because I haven't had the opportunity to look at the entirety of the game yet. I did watch some of the game again. Um, a lot of what I felt like, I I blocked it out last night because I was trying to focus on what was actually happening on the field. But I, in, in retrospect and rewatching the game and now getting to re-listen to the game, I hated the commentators last night. Like mm-hmm. they were very annoying on the rewatch. They were annoying last night, but I was so focused on the game that I was like kind of listening, but not really listening. Rewatching it when I have, when I'm, I'm trying to focus on the game in a different way, I'm hearing them talking. I'm just like, what are you, what are you talking about, bro? Shut up. Like, so I, I kind of had to mute it at one point in time. Just be like, okay, I don't want, I don't even want to hear you. But anyway, that ain't got nothing to do with Auburn. Um, as far as Auburn is concerned, um, I think that coaching staff, just they need to figure out who is going to be the person calling the plays. It's clear. Um, I posted this clip on social media today of uh, Coach Freeze talking about the Rivaldo Fairweather touchdown. And what I found interesting about that clip was he said, Jake had a good run play in mind, and I think it would have worked. He's talking about Jake Thornton. Right. So not the OC, not he himself. I guess Jake Thornton, their run game coordinator, and he was like, hey, we should run this set. So there's just a lot of people on game day involved in the decision-making processes, and I think that that is what's causing us to not be able to go as quickly as we need to be able to go in certain scenarios. And they need to figure out how to speed that process up and and lessen the number of voices, I think, in certain situations. It's okay, I think, in that particular scenario where it's like, hey, we've got to get a score right here. Let's take our time and decide on this. But there were other times where I felt like we were just moving way too slowly. Um, So they need to figure out the call play, uh, who's going to be calling plays and and get that – operation moving more quickly swap if we're going to be swapping quarterbacks we need to make that decision more quickly that that came a little too slow in the first game versus UMass and I think it came too slow last night um but kudos to our defense for stepping up accepting the challenge and going out there and putting Cal's run game in a hurt locker last night I can name a couple of people we've already talked about Eugene Asante we talked about the effort that, uh, man, DK has been a man possessed out there in these first two games, causing havoc all over the field. He's forced, turn- He's forced fumbles in each of the first two games. Marcus Harris played really good on the interior defensive line. Um, Jalen McLeod make- made his presence felt out there for the little bit that he was able to get out there and contribute. Keontae Scott played well. I, I mean, I can, I can— when I can rattle off multiple names of people who I felt like were contributing in a very real way, that's the kind of defense that I want to see trotting out there every Saturday. So kudos to the defense for stepping up and accepting the challenge of the very unique things that two different quarterbacks presented to them and handling both of them fairly well. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that defense continues to mature as this season progresses. So let's talk about the defense and let, let's kind of start with we 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 didn't do it. Um, we didn't do it this time. I'm not sure if we're going to do it for the season, but we used to do uh, we used to do player of the game. And for me, player of the of the game is is Eugene Asante. Uh, Twelve tackles, total tackles, nine solo, one and a half tackles for loss, and one sack. Uh, he has definitely been. He he definitely showed up. And again, this was at a position where we were waiting on someone to step up at that position. 
Eugene was was a man possessed, playing a lot of snaps, uh, but was still very productive late in the game. I was pleased with what I saw from him. You mentioned DK. Uh, he had eight total tackles, uh, one and a half tackles for loss, the, the forced fumble and recovery. These two are your highest graded players per uh, per pro football focus. Uh, Donovan Kaufman was a 91 overall, 97 in run defense. He has definitely been a presence when it comes to run blitzes or just blitzes in general. He has been a disruptor. And so I'm very pleased with him. He He's definitely quickly becoming one of my favorite players on the defensive side of the ball because this is a small guy. This isn't a big dude, but he he does. He hasn't got the memo. He plays well beyond his size. He's definitely a weapon. Proud of him. One of the things we need to note, two things here. Cal had 47 snaps in plus territory last night. Mm. 47. Now, they only had five snaps inside the red zone. But in Auburn's territory, they had 47 snaps and came away with 10 points. That's a kudos to this defense. Uh, Ron Roberts talks about havoc rate. Right now, through two games, Auburn has five turnovers. I think he should be pleased with how this team is progressing, taking on the identity he wants for them. This is a very opportunistic defense. Already, you got guys like DJ James, Jalen Simpson, who are getting picks, who who are deaf. I mean, they're stripping the ball. I like the mentality of this attacking, very opportunistic defense. Uh, B. Will, talk to me about your observations on that side of the ball. Everything that both of you all said, Asante having as much energy on the field as he does off the field and in practice. What we saw of him, the energy that he seemed to uh, give to everybody around him in practice and that, that positive and the smiling and the less work, you saw it. You, you saw that energy. It manifests as tackles and being in the right place at the right time and tackles for loss and, and the sack and the pass breakup. To see that and to think he couldn't get on the field, he was on the scout team last year by, by his words after he was interviewed after the game. So I was, I was on the scout team last year. I don't know why he wasn't in the game. Maybe going through that last year helped make him, helped unlock him and make him ready to contribute this way. But Eugene Asante, definitely number one. We knew that the defensive backfield was really good. I'm not surprised at all that Donovan Kaufman has been playing as well as he played. We hope he's okay. Uh, I don't know if they actually gave us the information. I, I saw somebody mention concussion protocol for him. I'm not sure if that came from the coaches or what. Yeah, Coach Freeze said that he thought that he was going through concussion protocol in the postgame presser. So, yeah, Donovan's yeah. good. Okay, yeah, I really hope he's he, okay. He, he looked okay because he embraced Thorne. He looked okay at the end of the game. but So I was shocked when I heard that, but go ahead. Me. Yeah, so I'm glad he's okay. He is essential because he can do everything. He can do everything. He can defend the run. He can cover. And he's he, we need we need that guy. <laughs> we need that guy to be an elite defense. We were an elite defense last night. I know it was just Cal. And yes, Cal is bad. So some of this is Cal being bad. Our defensive line being able to hold them down the way we did. Yes, some of it is Cal being bad. But when you find a linebacker that can do it, it, it should look like that. Some of it is they were bad, but also if you're really good and the other team is really bad, that's what it looks like. They had the ball on, on your side of the field all game, and they come away with almost nothing. They should have come away with more field goals. That's on them. Get a better kicker. Sorry. 
But the yeah, rest of that it, kicker's trash. Yeah, your kick's trash. That's not that's not you beating yourself. That's you not getting a good enough kicker. That's your fault. So sorry. Um, maybe y'all can, you know what I'm saying, do some financials and economics and economic a better kicker onto your team. <laughs> but the defense is, it looks, the secondary looks as good as we thought. The front seven looked really good yesterday. I don't know how much of that is their offense is not good. The defensive backfield looked great because I think they're great. The front seven, I am definitely excited that we seem to have found Asante. I still don't know, is Asante going to be able to show up that way when we get on the field against better offenses, better defensive lines, better scheme teams, where it's not just, hey, we got a throwing quarterback that's not even good at doing that, and then we got a running quarterback that we don't really trust to throw. All right, but yeah, that's... That's kind of like the best case scenario for a defense is I know exactly what's going to happen with either one of your quarterbacks, and I just have to play it appropriately. Like a run blitz. Yes, a run blitz is going to be great against a quarterback who they're not going to let throw. And we can get into that on our side of the, of, of the ball as well later. I want to take this as a learning a step. This is a stepping stone, okay? Because we didn't look this good last year when we played bad teams. So again, some of it is we are improving. Now, let's take the next step, put it against some better teams. Sanford can be a cleanup game. Work on the things that you got wrong. Now we know at Texas A&M will tell us something about us for sure and about them. And I think it'll be both sides pivoting point for the season. What are you going to be this season? Texas A&M, we'll see exactly what we got on defense because they got athletes. They got better players than Cal had. So we'll know soon. But all those players on the defense, man, they balled out. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mike G, your thoughts about Eugene Asante, linebacker play, just the overall play of the defense last night? Well, Asante, we heard a lot about, right? And it's nice to see him finally um, emerge. Every every season, it seems like there's a guy who comes through steps up that wasn't maybe highly talked about. Um, Now, we heard about Asante because they talked about his speed and some of the things that he was, you know, that he can do. Uh, But uh, the timely sack at the end of the game was amazing. Uh, you know, he tracked the quarterback, and that quarterback can move. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so for him to get in there and get that sack at that juncture in the game, I tweeted out, like, does Auburn have enough gas on defense to bring this home? And a ton of people emphatically replied, no. Listen, <laughs> like, I, I, in my mind, when you t- when I saw your tweet, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this is... We're, we're gonna get. We're gonna. The, the the levee is soon to break because it feels like the floodwaters are crashing up against it right now. Are they gonna be able to get a, enough stops here? Well, we've seen this story before, right. right? Like it was a poor, a really poor offensive performance that left your defense on the field most of the game. And um, I forgot. Uh, do we have time of possession numbers? Do we know um, what? Yes, I we do. Tell you. Um, T- time of possession Auburn, in this. Auburn was on the field with. 
Cal was on the field for wow. 34 minutes, 48 nine, seconds. Nine minutes disparity in time yeah. of possession. That's yeah. a lifetime. <laughs> Yikes, right? And so that's how much those guys were on the field last night, and they came through in the clutch. Um, Kay and Lee got to start and defended a pass immediately. <laughs> yeah, he had two really good pass defenses up the side. They were trying to get him on some solo shots, and he, I, he did I well like both. Him. Yeah, I know we're talking about Asante, but, like, guys, it was crazy seeing DBs turn their head to the football. I was like, whoa, our DBs got their head around. That's what's is something. I mean, for the last, like, 10 years, I, probably going back that far, it's been a frustration. Why don't the DBs look back for the football ever? Um I'll tell you what, Cal's DJ, DBs DJ did James not. Did too. Mm-hmm. I'm t- Cal's DBs did not. They had some notable ones where it was like, man, he didn't even try to get his head around. Just run, went on one, I forgot, maybe it was Fairweather. He just ran Fair straight through yeah. yeah. And I, I'm looking at it, I'm just thinking, this team, assignment and alignment is what Hugh Freeze talked about. And Eugene Asante looked like a guy who was the leader of alignment and assignment. He was there, man. He was bringing the energy. He seemed to know what to do. I mean, he, I mean, he was playing instinctively. He was playing fast. He was playing fast. So it's nice, again, to see somebody emerge in that role for them because this, is, this changes the outlook of this defense quite a bit, right? Um, McLeod, I'll, I'll be interested. I mean, I felt like it, it, we didn't hear a ton from the Jacks last night. No, the, the no. jack position uh, was kind of quiet. Gallister right? didn't really do imagine? anything. Yeah, McLeod was was involved. He wasn't the pass rush guy though, right? Like right, right. I thought he was going to come in and be the havoc maker. That's not how they were using him. They were dropping him back in coverage. They were right. using him as an edge guy. Like he was used very differently than I assumed he was going to come in and be right. used. Right. Uh, but he made a couple of plays last night. He was involved in some stuff, um, and, and uh, one one pretty crucial, I think, the fourth down stop that we got, uh, McLeod was in on that one. He, he got cramped up, too, so mm-hmm. uh, I know that kind of limited what he could do consistently. Ahead, yeah, man. well, I mean, it's like I said, it was it was nice to see a playmaker emerge, and hopefully he's not the last playmaker we see emerge on defense. But uh, this could look a little differently than fans anticipated. Is Auburn's strength going to be on that side of the ball this season? Uh, it'll be a, you're never mad at having a good anything, but it will be a little disappointing if they're light years ahead of the offense, given who the head coach is. Right. right. Um, so I just. How many times have we heard this song? Yeah. So I just, I, I, I liked, I liked a lot of what I saw on defense last night. You know, um, Nixon was in there mixing it up with Asante. Um, you know, the DBs all looked good. I can't think of one real busted coverage last night. Well, no. Or busted I coverage mean, last night? I don't think I saw a busted Cal coverage. Cal really wasn't attacking us yeah, I mean, They like had that. some open receivers, but I think it, was, it wasn't busted coverages. It was just they were picking mm-hmm. the spot that, that a guy was supposed to be open in a particular zone. They had some good throws, but no. I think for the most well, part, well, assignment fin- sounded defensively. Well, Finley only had three passes beyond 10 yards when he was in the game. Right. He threw one down uh, the deep right, outside right, and he threw two between the 10 and the 20 and completed one. Um, as far as Sam Jackson is concerned, he threw five passes down the field beyond 20 yards, completed one. 
Uh, he threw seven passes between 10 to 20 yards. He completed three of them. And then he was almost perfect inside of 10 yards with only one incomplete pass on seven throws or six throws. So it was this when you look at their passing chart similar to last week, nobody they, this is two straight weeks that nobody wants to try these DBs. And I would I think the one for Finley, the only deep pass was actually a Hail Mary, wasn't it? It was a Hail Mary. So at the uh, end of the half? Yeah, the interception. Was was Sam Jackson in at that point? Sam Jackson was, was Jackson. playing by them. Okay, so yeah, maybe that was his. But like um it it they just didn't test, they didn't test it to the secondary very they didn't much have time. That the the way that we're playing defense is making the QB get rid of the ball quickly. And they're going to have to make a decision that they're just going to throw it up for one-on-one on on the outside if they're going to get deep shots the way that they're doing it. Because it's not just blitzing. And this is the thing I like about how they're playing defense. They're they're well-timed and they're coming from a lot of different places. So the QBs are having to negotiate what's happening in a very – they're not getting a lot of time to figure it out. So – the deep shots just aren't there because we're not sitting back and playing covers like we have been the last couple of years. We're making quarterbacks make decisions quickly, get the ball out. And if you out leverage us, then that's how you're going to get the long shots. But you're not really just sitting back there throwing it up 40 yards downfield. Cause if you've got time for 40 yard passes, that QB is going to be getting harassed in that period of time. Yeah. So like I said, it, it, defensively, it feels like, What's going to be on tape? Uh, it'll be interesting to see if other teams try to test Auburn deep as the season goes along. But I think they set, they've laid a really good foundation for building on perf- each performance from week to week. Um, and if you're Ron Roberts, you're looking at the tape and you're thinking, I'm deep and I got playmakers. Uh, you know, I saw Justin Rogers was getting after it on a lot of plays. Big Justin Rogers, where he's just again chasing people down. They're flying to the ball. You know, on, on a lot of those like swing passes, um, you know, or quick bubble screens, it feels like they're flying out there really quickly and with speed. Like yeah, Cal, Cal looked slow. Like our mm-hmm. defense made Cal look slow on offense. Um, they couldn't. They were having troubles getting to the outside. Yo, low key. You know, I couldn't get to the outside. You couldn't get to the outside at all, right? They were triggering so fast on I I was that's one thing I did get to see in the first half. I was like I was watching some of the screen pass stuff and I was watching how quickly our linebackers were recognizing what was happening and they're like, "Oh, okay." And then they're getting active, man. They're getting active. That's a that's a difference in what I saw this week versus what I saw in UMass a couple of times where I was, I was if you watch my film review, I was like, "Looks like they're a little slow to activate when they're seeing stuff." Nah, they were they were recognizing what was happening out in front of them, and they were getting to it, and I, I enjoyed seeing it. Yeah, team speed on defense looks really good. Um, they're playing fast. They they seem to know what they're supposed to do, and they're playing a lot more instinctively. I think so. You build on that, and probably nobody envisioned it, but you know Auburn could be a really good defensive team moving forward. Um, it's going to come down to the same thing as it always has. It appears can they score enough points to win, given the defensive performance that they're likely to put up from week to week. And um, with the SEC looking like it, it is, man, dude, if you, it feels like if they can get to twenty four points most games, they're going to have a shot. Um, but you can't turn in too many two touchdown performances and expect to win. 
not in today's era of college football. And then with the new clock rules, man, I'm telling you, there were so many times last night that the defense either could have been aided or screwed by the clock rules. Um, it happened to work out, but I, you know, with six minutes left in the game, I had no barometer for how many drives is left here. Mm-hmm. Because the clock's running after a first down, it's running after, you know, you run out of bounds until in, you get inside the two-minute mark. Uh, and it just so happened that it, it worked out in, in, in Auburn's favor. And then they did what they needed to do on offense at the end of the game. They got It was one first down and the game was over, right? And they went out and got it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, defensively, I think the defense gave them enough opportunities to get it together, and they still didn't. But they made just enough to win it, right? So you got the ball to Fairweather, and you got the ball to Fair. Right? And Fair and Fairweather. Um, and th- those were your guys. Uh, you need more. Uh, right. you know, where is Camden Brown, man? Where is... I got so many questions. Cam, Camden Brown didn't play a lot of snaps. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm like, man, what's going on? I don't know on? if he's fully healthy yet either. So he's got he's got to get healthy and he's got to learn the, he, he, the chemistry. There's just not a lot of chemistry. I know we're not talking about offense yet, but the, right. the chemistry is just not quite there yet. Yeah, Before, but on defense, they're showing it. On defense, they are showing that chemistry. Um, and you got you really just have to tip your hat to Ron Roberts, man. You know, Hugh Freeze... Uh, should be buying Ron Roberts a big old steak dinner tonight, uh, you know, for that for that win because uh, his his guys stepped up and they really delivered the win for Auburn yesterday. Um, just there would not have been a great feeling around the city and the program if they had lost that game, and, and, and not because oh you lose this one the, the game the, the, the season's over. It's because of who that team was. That's just not a team that you want to take an L to. Right. Um, and that's that smells of, again, the Auburn that will pull off these amazing wins at time and then just completely lay an egg against an inferior opponent you had no business losing to. No, they had no business losing that game last night. The defense made sure that that did not become a reality. So, you know, they owe those guys a lot. Um, before we get to some comments, guys, uh, real quick, how would you grade the defense? I'll go around. Let me know. Ike, how would you grade the defense? Uh, I mean, I give them, oh, this is tough because I feel like they rescued this game. I don't really feel like they played poorly. I, I got to give them an A, man. Like, they were flying all over the place. If not for the defense, we don't win that game. And I'm trying not to grade them on a curve, but giving up only 10 points when you're playing in your own side of the field for the majority of the game, I, I don't know why it would be anything less than an A. And I, if, if I, I yeah, I'm going to just say, yes, yeah, A. Yeah, same, same as A. Even if their kicker could kick and had hit the three that he missed, they still wouldn't have scored 20 points. And that is amazing considering how many times our offense gave up the ball in negative ter- territory. It's, we, that, that was an A performance by the defense. See someone in the comments, Small Republic says Cal Kicker gets an A. Uh, Mike G, what would you give our defense? Uh, I'm going to give them an A-plus for this one. Less than 300 yards given up total offense is is a pretty good performance no matter who you play yeah right um and so you know only 113 yards on the ground uh uh, cal averaged less than five yards per pass attempt i mean this is a pretty good performance by the defense you know they got and the adjust i'm giving them the, the plus because of the adjustments that they made to the quarterback switch yeah 
Yeah. Right. They had they had to adjust to a quarterback switch that was drastically different. So, uh, you know, this is where maybe having a Robbie Ashford on your team 100 percent helps you on defense because those guys know what it's like to chase around a dude who can cause problems with his legs at that position. It's very, you know, Brian talked about this on one segment. It's very hard for teams to simulate that. Athleticism at quarterback with an actual quarterback. You can put a running back back there, sure. Like, I mean, but man, putting somebody back there who's hard to tackle, I, I, I mean, I just, I was, that was my biggest worry when they switched quarterbacks. I was like, uh-oh, right? Like how, like I expected at least one major bust where he scrambles and somebody gets loose downfield and the, the nail in the car. And they just never gave that up yeah, after the, the switch. The only play where I was like, God, we just didn't defend that right was the odd touchdown. That's mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. every other play, I felt like it was either, okay, he's really fast and he got the edge or, okay, that was a good throw. That was it. Like it, it wasn't a situation where I was like, God, what are we doing right there? Other than that drive where Ott scored the touchdown, we just weren't in position from the linebacker standpoint in that on that play. Yeah, they, outside they of get, that, yeah, and they get the, they get the plus for me, you know, again for the adjustments and for you know the red zone defense as well too, right? Like you know, forcing those field goals, forcing again strength on weakness, forcing them to their weakness every time, which was their field goal kicker. I I'm telling you guys, I, last night I never felt so confident that a kicker was going to miss a kick than that game last night. I was watching with my brother. I was like, you're going to miss this shit. We're good. <laughs> right. And he went out there and he missed it. And it was not like he kept, it looked like he was pushing them. Yeah. He was pushing. He missed two. Right. And then he completely hooked he the hooked. other one. Yeah. yeah, dude, he was in his head, man. Like it was, it and was, I'm, I, that goes back to last week. He missed two last week too. I think he's one just, for three. He, he's not, he's not in a good, space where he feels confident in his ability to kick right now. They they mm-hmm. got problems at kicker right now. For yeah, being, being able to force those field goals when the offense gave up a short field was definitely a huge win for them. So I, I can say it's normally it would be an A, but you know, under those under the circumstances they were put in last night to only give up 10 points, uh, I think it's a plus. A plus plus. A for me, I agree. I mean good points. Um I Regardless, the defense played extremely well and are a big reason we we are 2-0.